we have a crisis in the world, tremendous crisis, and also crisis in our consciousness, in us. I see the urgency of change, radical revolution, mutation in the mind. I see it. It is necessary. There is complete quietness of the mind, and that which is silent has vast space. Only then that which is nameless comes into being. This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Urgency of Change. This week's podcast is Krishnamurti in conversation with Linda Strawn, titled We Live in Conflict with Everything. Next week features a dialogue with Ravi Ravindra, titled Is Death a Matter of Continuity or of Ending? This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. For more information about our activities and programmes, such as our volunteer programme at Brockwood Park in the UK, we are online at kfoundation.org. You can also find our daily quotes and videos on Instagram and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Linda Strawn was a presenter at Pacifica Radio. This conversation with Krishnamurti was recorded in Ojai, California, in 1984. Topics include Is it possible to look at the external and internal simultaneously? Why does the brain immediately create images when meeting someone? Is there security psychologically? Is it possible to uncondition the brain? As long as you are conditioned, do what you will outwardly Nothing is going to change man. I see that nationalism is a danger, so I move away from that danger. Our brains are occupied all the time, and so our energy is limited. If you change deeply, profoundly, it affects the consciousness of man. Psychologically, do not depend on anybody. Is it possible to see, to observe, inside and outside, simultaneously? If you are on the outside and the inside... Why do you ask that question? It is something which stays with me. All right. Wait a minute, let's look at it. Is it possible you are asking? Is it possible to look the outer, the external, and the inside at the same moment, simultaneously? Hmm? Right? Yes. Now, before I answer that question, I don't quite know what you mean, the outer and the inner. You may mean one thing, and I may translate that into something mm-hmm. else. So we'll be not answering each other. So I must be clear what you mean by the outer. I have a habit, which other people have too, 
of making models in my mind of how things are. Yeah. So, I love you, Paul. And regardless of what the things are, which I'm considering, even if it's something like, what is the nature of reality? How does the human mind function? My models always contain insides and outsides. Mm -hmm. Frequently nests, like Chinese boxes, micro, macro, micro, in, on ad infinitum. And when I speak with other people who are doing this, generally scientists, but frequently theologians, their models also contain these elements. So when people ask me what I am interested in and what I am trying to do, just a man I might meet who says, oh, you do radio programs, what is it? If I like him well enough, I tell him I try to see the inside and the outside at the same time. He never asks, what do you mean by that? He usually says, that's impossible. Or, shrugs. <laughs> you know. I think that model making is a useless, but ultimately useless, but very worthwhile thing to do. Yeah, I understand that. May I use the word image instead of the model? Okay. Would that convey? If it's understood that the image is a complex image yes. rather than a single. Yes. I meet you and I'm by my <coughs> by think looking at you like this like colour, this, that, I make a image about you. That image may vary from time to time, become more and more complex, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's still a pattern, a mold. A, a picture, right? Mm -hmm. And you also make a picture of me, mold, image. Hmm? Yes. That image contains both the outer and the inner. Does my image of you contain? No, my image. The image I make of you, and you make an image of me, that image contains the outer and the inner. Right? I'm not sure. Which means I'll search you. I may do, I may dress most outlandishly. Hmm? Mm -hmm. That's the outer that would also be part of the image. I look at this house as I come in. Mm -hmm. I see the proportions of this house. Mm 
the nature of the house and so on, architecture mm -hmm. of it. That's the outer. And also I meet the person who lives in the house. I make an image of the outer and the person who is also the outer and also I meet that person, talk to her, find out and so on. And so I also build an image about her. Mm -hmm. Not only the physical appearance and all the rest of it, but also her attitudes, her prejudices and so on. So that image contains both the outer and the inner. Holy? Huh? Holy? Perhaps. If I'm, perhaps not. Perhaps not. But if I'm watching very carefully the architecture, those proportions of those bricks, how they are put together, whether it's symmetrical or crooked, I, I watch. It depends on how perceptive you are. Ah, that's it, that's what I am saying. Yes. If I'm not perceptive, I just walk in and greet you and go But if at the moment I begin to question, watch, look, perceptive, I begin to see both the outer and the person who is, etc. So that image, that picture, what, that mold, contains both the outer and the inner. Either wholly or partially. Yes. Right? Yes. We are right. together now. So, what value or significance that image has? Or has it, it has no value at all. But what has value is perception. Acute perception, yes. acute observation, hmm? uh, intense awareness. Right? Yes. I take, if I'm aware, I see the whole, hmm? how the chimney is built. But I may be aware of what is inside me. Yes, yes. Simultaneously. Of course. And as I form an image of that which is out me, an image which contains also something of what is inside it, yeah, I course. may I, be aware that. binocularly we, we of said them both. That. We said we that. Said that. Right? Yes. So what's the next question? How far can you push that? No, I wouldn't push that. I would ask, if I may, has that image any value at all? To whom? To me or to, to in my relationship? Without question the image has value. Huh? Yes. I question it. All right. I question altogether the image-making activity. There's only perception. Hmm? Ah, let's see. Mm -hmm. But what's the value of an image? But of the inner, the outer, what's that? 
Now just do you let's let's come a little closer. Mildred? Yes. I'm a visitor. Suppose I'm a visitor to America. I look at all the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I form an image about the people, image about the Americans. Mm-hmm. Right? That image is going to prevent me from really looking at America. Yes, I understand what you're saying. So why should I create an image? Why should you keep the image you create? How can you help him creating an image in the moment? That's what I'm asking you. I think you cannot help but create it in the moment and... Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't say you cannot help. I'll create an image if I'm married about my wife. Mm -hmm. And she creates an image about me. And these two images have relationship. You can get stuck in them. That's it. That's what we call relationship. Well, that's one kind. I mean, let's go into it slowly. Is that what do you call that's one kind? That is That's what is happening. Generally, yes. Actuality, that's what's happening. One can imagine an ideal. And, uh, then that such imagination has no significance. What is actually is important, not imaginative, romantic significance. Are you in relationship if you do not hold on to an image which you've created about your wife and she does not hold on to one which she's created about you? Is that possible first? This is a matter of contention. No, I say it is possible. So, it may be. No, no, madam. I am saying, we are saying, at least, I have no wife, no husband, I'm just mm. saying. <coughs> Why do we create the image? You are asking? Yes. Why do we create it? Is that the question? Huh? Is that the only question? No, that begin with that. That doesn't question. We begin with that and we go No, I'm go well, if I can understand that question, why does the brain when I meet a woman or a man immediately create an image? I understand that question in two senses, at least. Psychologically, we create the image because we have a need for security, and the image gives us that. that. Let's stop there for a minute. Does the image give you, give one actually security? Not in a completely, in a in certain limited sense, but not in a complete. So why do we create? If you are seeking security in an image, mm-hmm. whether it's outer or inner, mm-hmm. you understand? Yes, that? yes. Is there such security? If one seeks deep security, no. 
No, is no matter. Listen to me. Is there security in the images that thought is created? Is there security in the images that thought has created? I, I cannot give a better answer, but to say that it depends on the domain in which you are talking. At any in, domain, in, any domain, any level, any realm. Then, and I know you will challenge this, I would say yes. And I would say yes only because of the second answer to your original question. Is there, or why, why does the mind create these images? And my second answer, which was not the psychological answer, but the physical one, and we are embedded in the physical bodies. Of course. And part of our mind, our mind resonates to the fact that we are embedded in physical bodies and why in matter. Why do you use embedded? I could choose another word. We are embedded means you captured. To a degree we are captured, yes. And to an important degree. Huh? By matter, yes. We are creatures of matter as well as spirit. I'm, and I'm imprisoned in my say. body? In a very significant sense, yes. However much you might be able to say in another significant way, no. That means, who am I who is embedded in it? If I answer that question, I'm afraid we'll go we won't on. return. I'll return. <laughs> Very well. Because the point that I want to return to... To what is the point you want to return to? Is the, that um, the mind... We create images. And fix them and pretend and relate to them as though they were real, real in quotes, because we are creatures of matter. Yes. Our brain is matter, physical is matter, thinking is matter. And matter tries to reproduce itself, so to speak. Yes, yes. We, it mirrors itself in the images we create. We think it lasts because we have the, the feeling that our bodies, they are like our bodies. No. We also see the create, putting together a, a picture, an image, a model, a structure, gives us a sense of security. Exactly. Mm? Yes. We both see that. Yes. <clears throat> I'm asking you a question. Does it? We think it does. Yes. And I answer. Hmm? But you indicate no. no. Please, of course. That it is an illusory sense of security. That's all. In the deep sense, it is not security. Yeah. Yes. So, please listen. 
So you have to ask much deeper question. Is there security at all? In what? Well, there is security in having a house and so on, food, clothes and yes, so those, on. These are the limited domains yeah. in which yeah. I was referring. Now, if I want to find out, <coughs> inquire more deeply, is there really security, psychologically, in wood? Mm-hmm. I can have security by having a house built up, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it inwardly, can I have, is there such thing as security? <clears throat> no. I would Why say... Why do Why do you say that so quickly? You understand what I'm saying? Look, please go into the cabin. Man wants security, human beings want security. House and all seeing wood. Mm-hmm. And his search for thousands of years, not just this minute. And not finding it quite, quite rather doubtful, mm-hmm. then he projects something which he hopes will give him security. Mm-hmm. God, this, that, and the other. Right? Mm-hmm. But he never asks, is there security at all? Just don't answer it. You might say, well, I might say, yes, there is an absolute security. Not in the search to find security. But in the freedom to throw the search away? Huh? The one I could have. To take in the freedom to be without it? No, it just mean, would you let me help? You said there is no security a few minutes ago, few seconds ago, deeply. What made you say that? Because the answers which come to mind in saying, yes, there's security, look at this, one by one, one can peel them away. Yes. And you keep peeling and peeling. And finally you come to conclude, you, see, that there's no security. What made you come to that? You rationally what made me come to no, it? Not only logically, rationally, but you say, but you, that you saw. Well, it's this <coughs> the sense that if I hold on to myself, I'm going to get into trouble. Again, what makes you say that? Is it? It is the intuitive. What can I use? Oh, you're making a face, a sour face. I will <laughs> let me say it, and then you can tell me why. I'm not making, making a sour face. A sour face. I, I don't. Now, what do you mean? I won't say what do you mean by intuition. That All right, I see. Well, you 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 ask me to locate what 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 in me makes me give that answer, and I could say you know the 
reason or intuition, but I, it seems to me both. Basically, it's, it's simply the experience which one has momentarily, every now and then, that uh, and sometimes the observation as well when, which is an easier way to answer let me go at it this way because this is a verbal way one sees in retrospect or sometimes at the same time when you are functioning well, when you have a sense of rightness or at oneness with oneself and life, one's life in the world, all the various names it goes by, being in tune. Would whatever. you use the word when you, you, when you said peel off? Hmm? Mm-hmm. I would peel down. Yes. This is a, a habit it, of it, mine. Yes. Would you, you to see profoundly that there is no security, hmm, as we said just now, would you use the word intelligence? Not the intelligence of thought. Not the sort of gnosis. Huh? The kind of Gnosis. Not gnosis. No. Just stick to simple words. Would I say that it's my intelligence which leads intelligence. me to Intelligence. Not your intelligence. Ah. Intelligence is not your surmise. intelligence. If, if by intelligence one means a sort of... I can't... I, I but use words like clarity or may I be may I just go into this little? Yes. One of the causes of war is separate nationalisms. Right? One of the causes. One of the many causes, yes. I'm t- I said one of the causes. I see this. The world has been divided into various nationalities, and that's one of the major causes of war. Mm-hmm. And I look at this and say, as this is a nationalism is one of the causes of war, I won't be a nationalist, right? I'm finished with nationalism. Mm-hmm. All right. To see this, to perceive and act, right? Which is part of intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I see how religions have divided people throughout the world. Perceive and act, therefore, not belong to any religion, which doesn't mean I'm not religious. So I put away all the religions established by man. Hmm? So I begin then, say, what is religion? So I begin to inquire. You follow? So this whole process of seeing the false 
and move him away from the force. As you call it, peeling it off. That is part of intelligence. Rational, reasonable, sane, and I said this sin. I see there is no security profoundly. And as part of my intelligence, there is no security in this in which I have been searching security. So perhaps security exists in, in, in intelligence, not. You understand? Perhaps. Mm -hmm. So what is intelligence? You find? What to you is intelligence? <clears throat> I want to get away from the sense that there's a right answer. I don't want right answer. Let's push it as Let's look at it. Let's perceive the what is intelligence in human beings? What is Seeing intelligence? Seeing things as they are. Huh? Seeing things as they are. It means what? To see things as they are requires truly. Huh? As they are truly. As they are truly requires no prejudice. No peace. Yes. Although, no bias. Yes, that is an ideal model. No, it's a fact. Why do you make it an ideal? It is something I think. I think it's a worthy activity, a worthy aim. Something I hope, in a small way, no, to be able to no. do. No, you. But you. I ask myself, as pure or as peeled down as one might become, I'm still one person. No, you're not one person. I can't see the whole. Because I cannot be absolutely without point of view. I'll show you in a minute. Although I can be awfully good. Show me. You saw just now Nationalism is one of the major causes of war. So you're no longer nationalist. That is not an ideal, it's a fact, and you move away from the fact. It's one layer gone. No, look at it. Religions, you brush all this aside, right? The meaning of the word intelligence comes from Latin and so I will go into it. Means to read between the lines, to gather information, and to observe without any direction, without any deviation, just observation, perception. That's not an ideal. When I feel 
or think or observe or whatever the right verb is for the moment, that I am approaching that, that I, in myself, that I am doing that, a little fly goes up in my head and says, ah, oh, you may be doing very well, but let's not get about. all puffed up. Puffed up, of course. That's silly. You know, I say, you are, for whatever distance you successfully put between yourself, your culture, me I'm speaking of, or anyone indeed, it's nonetheless a creature of your background. No. And I the say, background is my, is my conditioning. Yes, exactly. And I know that you believe, or you say, and perhaps have, escaped from your conditioning. I do. Please, just a minute, careful. I, I have been, say, I've been talking for six years, and I say it is possible to be free of the conditioning. I think it's possible too, but not continually. Don't use the word continue. The word continually implies a continuity. Right? Right. And so that very word gives you a sense of continuity of conditioning. Well, (laughs) I don't know. One is born in India or in Europe or here. <coughs> You're educated. If you are, happen to be educated. Your education is, condi- is conditioning you, right? Your religion is conditioning you. Your society is conditioning you. and your own experience, incidents, memories, and so on, is also conditioning you. You are the conditioned. I hope that I am more than that. Ah. I think I am. That's another condition, which you don't then see actuality. When you say, I am more than that, that's what all people say. Although, I think that I am embedded in my conditioning as I am embedded in my body. So, who is I who is embedded, as you, you say, in the body and in the conditioning? I is the perceiver. Huh? The, per- the person. The, the perceiver. perceiver. The perceiver. Who is the perceiver? The perceiver is a a nodule or matrix in the fabric of everything that's real. 
What is the placebo? Just begin. Don't you see your nodule? You go off. I'm a very simple man. Suppose you tell me, what is the placebo? I will paraphrase because I don't think I can say it more succinctly. Perceiver implies point of view, does it not? Or the perceiver is the memories of your which is the same thing, background. The lens. Huh? The lens. Not the memories. Look, madam, you are now preaching uh, now just a minute. What is memory? Aren't you entirely a bundle of memory? Aren't you a bundle of memory? Let's leave out entire. Aren't you a bundle of memory? Certainly. Huh? Certainly. Right? Now what is memory? I think that Memory is but a part of the lens that the what perceiver is, perceives no, through, not, don't the, you, not everything. No, what do you mean? The lens. What is the lens? The camera that has lens through which you are looking? To use that as an image, or my eye, or what yes, yes. Just as an image, because we looking, say point of view. You are looking at that wall. Mm -hmm. hmm? You see the colour of it, or whatever it is you see. Hmm? I see where you're going. Understood. All right. So, unless you are free of memory, concepts, ideals, and projections, you can't see the thing I see. Then we're back to your question, who is the perceiver? That's what I'm asking. Your view, you see, you are looking through the lens. And I am asking, who is the you? Well, I first said, and I, I don't express myself so well. I'm not used to expressing myself along these lines. Uh, and, question any, not along this kind, question it anyway. That's right. This is. I first said that the perceiver was a, a nodular matrix in a fabric. In a fabric, okay. And then I said a lens, meaning, maybe those are just figures of speech, meaning them interchangeably. Yes. Could also say, perhaps, that one's memories are. To, are they totally, or perhaps just to a large part, the um, the makeup of that lens or that person. nodule of that person? Hmm. Of that personality, of yes. Of the person, the ego, of the, person? the self. Okay, of the ego, yes. Ego, the self, yes, the persona, right. whatever you like to call it. I, I, I guess that I have the sense that the person is more than the personality or the, oh, the persona. I, that, that is still and I don't mean apart from or bigger than or whatever, I simply mean more than that. So, 
the self to produce reduce it to simple words, the self is looking, perceiving. The self is not a simple word. <laughs> of course not. The self means a whole accumulated memories of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. Do you really see that or just agreeing with it? No. Because you're right. I am at the moment just agreeing with it to see whether I really agree with it or not. No, then I then can't go further. I merely agree that <coughs> you're born in Europe, in Germany or Italy or France or England. There are certain traditions, certain superstitions, yes. the religious condition, mm-hmm. the linguistic. Shades and the environment. So you are all that. That means you are this whole con the consciousness. Right? Yes. Of reactions, biological, physical reactions, mm-hmm. beliefs, faith, loneliness, despair, blah, blah, all that. Sorrow, pain, depression, fear. I'm, I'm depressed, I'm happy, I'm, I believe in God, I don't believe in. You follow? You are, you are that. Mm-hmm. Agree? That's it. Yes, fact. yes, surely. In that, you can invent superconsciousness, higher consciousness, lower consciousness. It will be consciousness. State. Is that all I am? Aren't you? Is that the sum total? Aren't you? Is there more? Well, I don't know. I'm first. Do you think? If you say there is more, you are still part of that conditioning. The more means measurement. Well, yes, more, I mean, the concept, yes, it means measurement. But when you use the word more, it means you are dissatisfied with this. I wonder, is that the whole? Wait, to find out the whole is something totally different than to include the concept of the whole in the condition. So the condition, which is the self, Cannot include the concept of the whole? Of course not, it's still a concept. It's still functional form, which is part of your consciousness. Say again. Thinking is part of your consciousness. Yes. And so I can think there is immeasurable. Oh, but that's not actuality. Do you believe in the unconscious? Which means? The unconscious. I will, no, I would say conscious, consciousness contains all the unconscious, superconscious, or whatever, con- it is still consciousness. 
of which one may not be aware. I don't divide it and say, you follow? Uh -huh. So that which, say, psychiatrists refer to as the unconscious, I you know. would simply call I know. Consci I've conscious. I've discussed this matter endlessly. You have? Excuse me. Now, just a minute, Maya. So, uh, the self or the perceiver is all that, right? Mm -hmm. And the perceiver is limited, mm -hmm. right? Yes, certainly. There are joiners to that. Huh? People say, individuals, and certainly religions, uh, say that a portion that, that in some sense the limited perceiver or conditioned self also participates or well, is tangential in some sense to whatever you call it God or a higher yes, self. I know this, this is said by every yes. person throughout the world. That's true. <laughs> I, it is question, said. <laughs> I question, how can the limited, you understand? Mm -hmm. You can imagine, you can be romantic, it mm -hmm. can feel, my God, I'm delighted. Mm -hmm. All superstition, like illusion. So you cannot in any, there is nothing in you or me or whoever that is capable of experiencing something greater than itself? I would, something which is not limited. Something which is not limited. Therefore, I must, there must be freedom from the limitation. I see. I see. So one must become unconditioned before you can experience that's, that. Of course, I see. And I see that's possible. And it is possible. Absolutely. But here we come back. I don't know what to say now, except huh? I'm not. I can't. I can I, I cannot say continually because we oh, put that word at aside. The moment you put continually. <laughs> so, <laughs> what can I say? I suppose. No. What you no. But my question then is: Is it really possible to uncondition the brain? uncondition, if you don't like to use the word, uncondition ourselves from all this. Question. Does, in your opinion, technology and communication technology participate in the answer to that question? You mean the computer? No, I mean, well, the computer is a Part of the communication technology, I mean the radio, I mean the television, well, I mean... What's the question? I don't quite understand. You asked, what, the question you just asked, how did you phrase it? Um, is I, it possible to become unconditioned? That's all, that's all. Yes. So, I say, is it possible that the communication technology may be instrumental in our becoming unconditioned. Does, in your opinion, 
technology and communication technology. Participate in the answer to that question? You mean the computer? No, I mean, well, the computer is a part of the communication technology. I mean the radio, I mean the television, I mean... What's the question I don't quite understand? You asked, the question you just asked, how did you phrase it? Um, Is it possible to become unconditioned? That's all, that's all. Yes. So, I say, is it possible that the communication technology may be instrumental in our becoming unconditioned. How can it? I don't know, can it? I doubt it. I question it. You're familiar with the very popular ideas now, the communications technology bringing the world into a oneness. Words are used and phrases, popular phrases. I know. I know. But is that, are we all, huh? how can it all communicate, uh, bring us all together? Well, the, for example, one of the images which is frequently used is Global Village. Another image which I think will have more and more currency is the organic one. People talk of Gaia or Earth is our mother, and that the communications technologies are extensions of our nervous yes, system. I understand all that. The earth is our mother. And mm-hmm. that the, through these technologies we are coming into Close touch up, yeah. with our oneness as an organism, as a part of our mother's body. You're familiar with this. This is very popular now. Madame, this is as old as the hills. I have no trouble believing it, but it is having a resurgence of popularity. This is as old as the hills. That the earth is our mother. Mm -hmm. That we are one. Yes. That there is but with all that is just lovely theory, lovely Romantic hope, it is but very actually romantic. we are not. We are limited in deal with actuality, not with suppositions. Mm-hmm. We are destroying each other. I can't deny that. Therefore, what's the good of all mother talking about mother earth? Is it just wishful thinking, you think? Of course. It has no meaning. When I'm killing you, what is the meaning about it? Well, some say also that, of course, killing is a part of nature. You have within your body... Just a minute. I know all the arguments. I know you do. (laughs) I wish I could think. I'm sure you do. We can begin from the lowest. The small thing is eaten by the bigger. Yes. The bigger... It isn't by still bigger it's and more so of your so inside, so outside, macro, yes, yes, micro. Yes, all that. Till we reach man. Right. Man is supposed to be the greatest enemy, the greatest killer. But 
That is that whole history, that whole evolution recapitulated in our own body. We are immune cells, kill cells with other cells which threaten so, the whole. All right, all right, I know all that. So uh, after thousands of years of evolution, hmm, we haven't even learned the sense, common sense, mm -hmm. to live on this earth without killing each other. I know all the arguments. The argument is that is a reflection of nature and that that is the way things are. Look, uh, that's the reflection of nature. We are killing nature. But that nature, part of nature is killing. So of course, a tree, a small tree and a great forest has no chance because it is no light. Tiger kills a deer. But why should we kill each other? Are we not a part of nature? Oh yes, but not that kind of... We are supposed to be a little more awake, a little more intelligent, a little more affection, kindliness, generosity, love. It could be said that that's romantic. Huh? It could be said that that is romantic. Which love? What you present, that we are apart from and in some no, way... No, I don't say that. ...better than nature. No, of course not. That we I, shouldn't be killing. I, what? That we, we should be above this or apart from no. this. No, I say, please. Part of us is nature. We have evolved from the sea and so on and so on for 40, 50,000 years or 2 million years, right? We have had tremendous experience of killing each other. Hmm? And for thousands of years, more, we have been killing each other. Right? And we say, yes, why not? It's nature. Mm -hmm. Right? Where does love come into all this? Compassion. Well, where, is that a question you're asking? Yes, me? yes. Seems to be mixed up in it pretty heavily. What? Love mixed up very heavily in killing you, killing me? In this, in the sense, about? mixed up in the sense that, that, uh, I mean, it's obvious to say that on the sense of the illusion that people think they are doing things for good motives, for love and for convenience. I don't mean that, but that it's a part of the duality which is in, in reality, which is the nature of Now, wait a minute, is that so? Well, that's a good question. If we did not have love or compassion, we were not capable of those. We haven't got it. With pretensions towards it. I don't say pretentious. I pretend to love my wife. Yearnings for it. What? Huh? Yearnings for it when I haven't got it? Yearning for it may be illusion. That's true. So why haven't I'm I got sure it? I'm sure that the thing you yearn for is never the thing you've got when you've got the thing that is that you yearn for. But I'm you sure that's true. my question. Why, why have human beings who lived on this earth two million, three million, however, 
40,000 years and so on. We haven't got this rudimental thing. Love. Mm. Yeah. They're all very clever. They produce this, they produce the atom bomb, they produce missiles, they produce submarines, telecommunication. I think people don't accept the difference that you're the limitations, if you will. They don't accept it? Mm. Who don't accept it? If first of all. When when one has the sense of conditioned or limited the nature all. of things. That's all. Step to that. Don't don't say there's a love of we are human beings have made themselves, their brains, have become so conditioned. But when you see that... Break through it! Yes. Don't say... But I think you asked me the question, uh, why is it that we haven't learned to love? No, no, you can't learn love. Oh, excuse me, words, yes. Why is it that we do not love? No, for the simple reason we are limited. Love is not limited. Our, our conditioning is limited. Yes, that's, I, I, that is where I was trying to go. And I also wondered if it might not be the case that the violence which occurs is a, a perverse or illusory For way of denying that we're limited. It's a way of trying to force yes, sir, things together. Sir, don't violence comes only when there's conflict. But there is conflict. We live, human beings live in conflict with nature, with themselves, with everything. There would be no conflict if that's one a, did that's not... That's a romance. The actuality is that we live in conflict. It's true. Start from there, not we should not be. But is is it not the living in is not the living in conflict a natural product of the, of the of our limitation and Definitely. what I'm suggesting is that we really do not accept that we are limited. And that's all. That's all. That's all. All right. I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> so that's a question. That's a question. We don't accept it. We don't want to accept it. Yes. Because religions have said. Hmm. So we are programmed. As a computer is programmed, we are com programmed to be limited. It's true. That's all. I start from facts, not from some emotional, romantic business. I say these are facts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then move away from this. Mm -hmm. Move away from all this ugly nationalism, religious superstitions, and you know, move. When I and change, madam. Break your limitation. 
I look about and I see people and movements already that tips me off who have this as a stated goal, what you are saying. I, that, it's not a goal. Not for you. But for many people, they state that. Now, I... I'm listening. I understand that that they're, 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 they're may not, well, in fact, indeed what I'm suggesting is that they are not really doing what they say they are doing. No, I'm not even saying that. Oh, I'm saying that. Yeah. And, but, but there's much talk and much bustle about peace, about finding, a, and it always comes down to some sort of slogan slogan which has to do with erecting an inclusionist kind of model. Another schema, in fact. People who listen to your tapes on our radio program, many of them I know, I'm sure very good people, I have no doubt. Many of them um, are very involved in something called the New Age Movement, which... What is that? Well, let me just say... This is what Americans, they've got movements. Yes, Americans have got movements. But sure, it's not limited to Americans. I'm saying Americans. This is a phenomenon that's happening all over the world. Exactly. They think through organization, through movements, through foundation, through authority, they're going to find eternity. You sit here, a perfect example, as I know in your early history. You were to be a, the figurehead of such a movement, or you were. I said, so. So, so I know that you understand. I know, Johnny, where I've been brought up in. <laughs> I know. No, I was, I couldn't, that's my, that's here. So please, let's come around to something actual, which is, our human brains, which have got tremendous capacity, potential, is <coughs> through nationalism, religions, blah, all the rest, has become very limited. And that li- Does that mean that the infant born, excuse me for interrupting, huh? that the newborn is not limited? What? Is the newborn infant so limited? I'm not sure it's not already limited because the mother's influence, you follow? I believe the child is already knows who is the mother, who is antagonist to the mother. It's almost Freudian, I think. Mm. It's already... From the time of its birth. Mm. And perhaps even prenatally? Genes. Mm-hmm. Part of the genes. Mm-hmm. So, madam, listen to me. <clears throat> Out of our limitation, we are doing great deal of mischief, right? Organization, what do you call this thing? Well, uh, New Age movement, and there are the other movements, peace movement, mm-hmm. this movement, yes. that movement, and the man is torn between all this. Said, "My God, what shall I join?" It's the search for the biggest box. You see, what? now, what? that's what I call it. 
everyone puts forth the big, what they think is the biggest box that their understanding will include everyone else. You have said it is a box. That's right, a box. And they're caught in that box. That's right. Regardless of how big it may or may not be. It could have a big box or small, very small box. It's still still a box. And you may be in there with all sorts of other creatures, or you may be in there with only creatures of your own sort. Ram, I've seen this for Your the creatures last of the box. 60 years, 80 years. Move from one box to another box, thinking it's bigger and smaller, you follow? But you still, nobody says it's a box, man. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm no, I used to know several. <coughs> devout Christians, <coughs> Catholics, <coughs> Benedictines, Jesuits. Mm-hmm. They say Christianity is nothing to give except some slight miracles and modifi- you know, all that stuff. So they go off into Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Because Buddhism is extraordinarily understand, I don't know if to this matter or join some other sect. From the one frying pan to another frying pan. You understand? It's the same phenomenon. So we are saying, your brain is conditioned as long as that conditioning, your consciousness is conditioned, as long as that conditioning exists, you can join thousand boxes, thousand societies, you'll still be conditioned. The Buddhists talk a great deal about unconditioned. I don't know what they talk about. I've never, I discussed with prominent Buddhists in India, you mm-hmm. know, they the conditioning is different meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Madam, I don't read books, I don't read any of these things, thank God. But I've met hundreds of people, mm-hmm. discussed with them. So I'm saying, as long as you are conditioned, do what you will. From the outside, nothing is going to change back. Nobody would accept it because easy to join things. Yeah. Never go inside and say, look, I'm conditioned, let's see why I, I may have to give up my nationality, religion, this and that, and we are frightened. What does one give up when one goes inside to look and to be, become unconditioned? First of all, look for the external things before you go into internal things. The external has conditioned me. The society I've created, human beings have created this society. Right? And that society is now conditioning me, conditioning each one of us. Yes. I create the baby, and the baby then controls us. That's right. 
Therefore, I have to change on society. What do you give up when you change? Nothing. If you give up something because of something, you are not giving up. Is it nothing of importance or nothing of, at all? Yes, there are certain things that are utterly important. That you give up? There's nothing to give up. What am I giving up? My memories? I wonder. No, the word give up, giving up is, to me has no meaning. I don't give up uh, when I see a cobra, I see a dangerous animal. I don't give up, I move away. Is it true that every gain is achieved at a cost? That for, for everything one gains, one makes a sacrifice. Is that true? No. I don't know what you... What are you gaining? What I'm getting at is I think if you live this life, the life that you've lived, it's very rigorous standard. Not standard. You see, fact. Facts. This is very rigorous. Of course it is. Yes. And that's good. I mean, that's good. No, it means you, you have to be terribly honest. Terribly. And no ruthless. Ruthless. Huh? Ruthless. You no, must be ruthless. No, I mean, you with yourself. Look, look, madam, just listen to what I'm saying. When you see a precipice and you move, is that rigorous? And you, and I, and you move when you see a precipice, dangerous precipice, and you walk away from it, is that true? Sacrifice? My sense in what you're talking about is that you're talking about that you live on the precipice. No. You've got an idea of it. Then I'm no. I see nationalism as a danger, so I move away from danger. But to direct one's energies so intently. That's all. Which means give attention to what you're yes. doing. That's that kind of rigor. I say precipice because that sort of focus. Yes, that, attention. That energy, that attention, yes, that fine home, that, that is living at an extreme of attunement that it's must not, cost. It is not like that, madam. Don't imagine. It's not like that. Tell me. Now, just a minute. Our brains are occupied. Hmm? Just follow it for two minutes. Our brains are always occupied with something or other. Chatter. Right? Mm -hmm. Chattering, reading, looking. Our brains are occupied all the time. And therefore, our energy 
It's very, very limited. Yes. Right? An unoccupied brain, unoccupied, has got tremendous energy. May I? I uh, excuse me if this say question me. is. Please say anything you like. Thank you. What I, I wonder is, is, is from what I've been given to understand. I don't wish to offend. I uh, say anything I like. All right. What? You said say anything I like. What? You, you told me to say anything I like. Of course I said Therefore that. Therefore I will. I mean it. I don't, I don't say things I don't mean. Someone told me that when you travel, you, when you travel, you always travel with friends. With? That you travel with friends. No. I'll tell you a simple fact. I've always traveled before till 19, I think, 70, 60. Alone in a com among the economic clerks. You understand? Mm -hmm. Now, Mrs. Zimbalist travels me to Europe, hmm? and if I go to India, I go by myself. You understand? Mm -hmm. Or somebody says, I'm coming with you because I'm going there too. You understand? Yes. I came from England just now, from India just three months ago, to London by myself. And from London to Los Angeles by myself. Now when I'm going back to Mrs. Zimbabwe, it's traveling. So you're anticipating my question and answering no. What? Because my question was going to be, is it terribly difficult for you to deal with the ordinary chaos and no. of travel of travel as an example of daily life you know in terms of where you're thrown into the <laughs> the bustle and the I, chaos please, and the crudity I, please i'm i'm 90. i've lived a great deal by myself in my life mm -hmm. <clears throat> and to stand in a queue at the airport. I understand. This, this is understanding. I've stood at an airport in London for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Because five aeroplanes came at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how many hundreds were ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Government of India gave me a diplomatic passport. This would make it easier for you. Easier, but I can't. But I, I've got a green card to come to America. A diplomatic passport doesn't go with a green card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I was told by the immigration. So I'm now <laughs> put aside the you follow? Yes. Mm. 
So you don't find it that stressful then? I get tired. Naturally. Except in as much as your age. And, but, but in no, terms of... No, I've always been... I don't like noise. I don't like crowds pushing. Yes. I, I'm... Generally, please, I don't like to talk about life because it's not very important. Though it is of interest to people. I don't you know. <laughs> Go and listen to a cinema star. I've no wish to intrude. I have no wish to intrude. No, no, you can intrude as much as you But to talk about yourself would be, that would be... Little, but I mean, there's nothing much. Return, then, if we may. Pardon? If I can return to the topic of the radio and communications. Yeah. When I brought up the notion that communications technologies are extending our awareness, which is the word that is very popular, as you know. <laughs> and I use it in that popular sense, not in the way, sense that you talk about. You did not think that this was so. Huh? You didn't think that the communications technologies were really making people more aware of each other in a sense that was they, meaningful. Is that so? Are they? Well, I was, that was my question to you, and you, your answer was no. I doubt it. Do you see any good or uh, any benefit? How do you see? Probably very superficial. No, look. <coughs> Is it possible to use this for your purpose? Look, now we know everything that any wars, any killings is all spread in the newspapers in any part of the world, right? That's a telecom that's another form of communication. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that changing man? There's a war going on, terrible war in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Iran and Iraq. We know you read it every day, television. Hmm? Are we saying, my God, let's stop wars? Well, I'll not answer for myself here because I'm speaking in the persona of X. a mass of people. people. Um, I think my answer would be different. But in that persona, the answer would be yes, there is a huge movement, again that word. Another box. Yes. To stop wars. Hmm. Which and means what? It means, if I'm to speak in that persona, that it is possible. I'm not speaking for myself. And that is the, the, the belief, and it is a belief, that it is possible 
seems to be brought about by the intensity of the threat. The nuclear threat is so great that I think people feel that it's like a body which is finally in such pain that no matter how much it resists, it can no longer resist going to the doctor. Now people feel so threatened by the nuclear prospect that we are put to it. Now we must go to the doctor. Now we must end war once and for all. This is Which this is the feeling. Look, it has been said at the First World War. The war to end all wars. This war, like the next war, is to end all wars. Do you know what ending war means? Yeah. A global outlook from the politicians, from everybody, a global outlook and interrelationship, not my country economically and so on. The whole thing has to change. Mm-hmm. Who is willing to do that? Really, really willing. I suspect no one. Many people, many organizations and many nations say they are willing. Look, I talked to the United Nations, they invited me. Organizations have not changed man. And we are multiplying organizations. If that organization doesn't work, let's reorganize that organization. And this is what we are doing. Why don't we all be simple, clear work at, at, at things we understand, which is myself, yourself, you, and move out of the boxes, for God's sake. What rational basis is there for believing that that will happen? None at all. But one or two people can change the whole consciousness of human beings. Ah, but if you get one one or two people, then the rest of the people form a religion around them. No, just listen. It's the priests that have done it. Right? Right through. Not only, they, but yes. Because we want. Yes, some. yes, exactly. They are acting on our behalf. So it's be. Don't depend on spiritual authorities. Don't look for leaders. Change. Begin here, not out there. Couldn't agree more. When, in conclusion, then, in the light of that, there's a great t- temptation to despair. No, on the contrary. If one can change, you change the contrary. The scientists are proving some of this. Yes. Yes. That yes. affects the whole group. So if you change, right, you know, deeply, profoundly, yes. it affects the consciousness of man. Yes. 
But they don't see that. That seems to be at variance, though, with something you said uh -huh. earlier. Pardon? It seems to be at variance or contradiction some to something you said earlier. No. May I say what? Show me where the contradiction is. If on one hand you say, if one man changes... I said change consciousness. The that is, look, first of all, Each person thinks his consciousness is his private, is his own. He thinks it's mine. It's not that, mm -hmm. because it, consciousness contains fear, belief, and all that, which every human being on this earth shares. Right? So our consciousness is not mine or yours. We are humanity. We are linked by consciousness. We are not even linked. We are. An American suffers, right? An Indian suffers in India. Anxious, uncertain, insecure, as here. So we, we are humanity, not individuals, psychologically. I know this, this will be difficult. Even to even to think of it, because we're all so conditioned to be individual. But you did say if one man changes, that all humanity. No, I is said. Affected. I no? said, man, I said this. If one human being <coughs> moves, a human being moves away from this consciousness, it affects the consciousness of man. Take. Take what has happened in the wrong way. Hitler has affected the whole of humanity. Yes. Yes. Wrong way. And so, if there's a, if one man changes, affects the course. This is so logical. In this sense, you say that Buddha or Christ has I affected in a. Just a minute. Whether the priests have changed. You understand? Mm -hmm. Not the person, mm -hmm. but what the priests have made of all this. Mm -hmm. That's not change. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes, I understand the, the, the distinction you're making, that the priests have twisted or perverted. It's been from most ancient of times, the priests coming in between. But even so, even with the encumbrance made by the priests, you would still say, nonetheless, that a Christ or a Buddha has changed the consciousness of humanity in the direction? consciousness if the priests hadn't interfered. Look, madam, be simple, I'll show you. <coughs> I tell you something, right? Something, mm -hmm. and you listen, and you see truth, and you change, right? There's direct communication. Yeah. But if there's a man there in between us, say, I'll tell you what he's talking about, he's interpreting and showing something. You follow? Yes, 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 I, I follow. Therefore, there is no direct communication with truth. There's always somebody telling you what it is. You're talking, yes, about religions. I follow, I understand, and I agree. 
Therefore, psychologically I'm saying, psychologically don't depend on anybody. No problem. Psychologically, there is no authority in this, in this world, including this psychiatry. That's true. And That's the best right. ones will tell you that. Huh? The best ones would say that. Remove from there. You're all shaped by experts. Mm -hmm. But you said that Hitler has profoundly affected the consciousness of... Yes, unfortunately. Yes, in, 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 a, in a terrible direction. And I was asking them, but would there not be men who have affected it? Yes, but as long as there was a direct communication, yes. you understand. Look. Uh -huh. Was Hitler, Hitler's the direct communication? Would you consider his transmission direct without priests in yes. the middle? Mm -hmm. I wonder if Hegel is more powerful in that way. To, according to Freud, wrote, I don't know how true this is, but I've been told, he, he studied Moses, you know, he wrote a book about Moses. Yes, he did. And he found Akhenaten at 13th, 14th century BC, 1400 BC. Mm -hmm. He wrote, what is a, m a Mount Sermon on the Mount? Mm -hmm. And you've been transmitted, you follow? Mm -hmm. And what the... <coughs> suppose what Christ says, if he existed at all, Jesus. I'm questioning your hope, you understand? If he existed, what has happened this year? What the Church has done with it? Right? Which is the direct communication with that? So what you're saying is that Christ could not have affected anyone other than those few people with whom he interacted just minute, personally. Just a minute, just a there is the Buddha. There was a direct communication there with people, with one or two. Yes, yes, right. As with they Christ. died. Yes. Before he died. Ananda does. No, Ananda does was not. Oh, he wasn't. He doesn't. He wasn't. He was the dumb pupil. <laughs> he was very affectionate, loving, and right. that. But Sariputama, I don't know the two names. They, they, they were. They saw what he was saying. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And they died before he died. And it became a memory. You followed. Yes, 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 I thought. But if, you, if the Buddha said this, what I said, and printed in black and white directly. But I'm trying to put that together with what you said earlier when you said that... Yes, listen, <laughs> listen, that's a different thing. I'm listening. That's a different thing. About one man's changing, yes. being a able to... You can see this. If Hitler, in the wrong way, did it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for an example of someone who, in the right way, did it. Yeah. But you won't allow me Christ or Buddha. I, I don't. I don't say anything about that. I don't know. Can you give an example of someone who affected in the right I way as Hitler did in the wrong way? Madame, nowadays, uh -huh. just me. Uh, I see why you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But why, why the confidence to point out the evil? That there be so. I'm only. It's not confidence. 
if one man, I say one man, can do mischief, yes, or else one man can do good, that's all. <laughs> But people have, unfortunately, from historical up to present time, prefer that which is slightly evil. Yes, all right. And that brings us back to where I was a short time ago when I said I thought I had that there was a contradiction. Yes, sure. In the sense that you stated that we haven't changed in all of our history. Who? Men, mankind. First of all, madam, suppose you, after sixty years, have talked and feel this, lived that way. Who is going to listen to you? Listen, not merely with the ears, deeply. Very few, right? Right? Very, very, very few. And the computers, all those are going to do understand what is taking place. They're going to destroy everything. Because the brain if I no longer can exercise the brain, mm -hmm. you understand? The computer does everything for me. You understand what I'm saying? I've talked this matter with the experts. Computer. Practically everything. Building car with a robot, I saw it. Japan is doing it. And what's going to happen to the brain of people who have been walking, exercising brain when the computer takes over? You understand what I'm saying? Very few people use their brain now, do they? And you feel it would be worse then? Look at what is happening. The entertainment industry is tremendously strong. Mm -hmm. All this business of Olympics, sport, right? Mm -hmm. Tremendous entertainment. And, it, and the entertainment of religions. And Poor man, his leisure now, the computer will give him leisure. And what will you do with his leisure? Might play on his computer. And go to football. I, I'm not depressed or anything, these are facts. It's happening under our nose. When I discuss this matter with computer experts, what's going to happen to our brain? They say it's not our business. But that's the response of everyone speaking Experts. from their professional corner. Yes. And the professionals are ruling us. The experts. If I have a headache, I go to the how to how to bring a baby into the world, what is pregnancy, you follow? How to dress, how to make up your face, how to do your hair, right? Mm. Everybody's telling you what to do. 
you're saying on one hand is that, in effect, there's reason to believe that things are getting worse, and yet you remain optimistic because of... I'm not optimistic, but it, I look at things as they are and move from there. It's very painful to look at things as they are. Interesting. A smile changes people. Huh? The politicians smile. And who smiles the best, people say, my before you see it. Madame the things are Yet, on one, on the other hand, one thinks that things really are as they have always been. No, I think they are slightly worse. Because of technology. Technology. No, technology is right, but it's not. Can't go back to plows and uh, all the rest of it. Well, many people feel that this is this is going to be the instrument of our change and. The thing that would kill us can it can only be that which would save us. So therefore that's very glib. You depend on something outside. Well that's true. There's a great projection going on. That's right. It's true. Never rely and see for yourself, you know, what acts of change, move. <laughs> no. As soon as I leave, I will think of what I should have asked. And always. That's right. But do you ever think of what you should have answered? No. <laughs> Just let it go. 